Check me out. I'm the ghost of Christmas. Kick your ass! I get the cover of the next Street Fighter for this, right, Capcom? Right? Hey everybody, welcome to episode 47 of the Geek Generation. Mike Volpe is in studio with me, Brian Lipsitz is on the Skype, how you doing boys? I'm good, how are you? Excellent. I'm good, I'm back, woo! Yeah, back. Brian is back from San Diego Comic Con. Yes. Big stuff, and we have a lot to talk about in uh, those terms. But before we do, it's Blu-ray and video game release time. So at the top of this news show, on August 1st, releasing... In the video game front is Max Payne Three. That's totally really? been off my radar. Yeah, when did that, that I even get? A, I didn't even know yeah. that was coming out. Yeah, I know. No, I knew about Max Payne Three, but I didn't know it was. I didn't even know they were this. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's, that's amazing. They did a really bad job on marketing. Yeah, that, holy I crap! I have not it. seen a commercial. When was the last time uh, that was even mentioned in a Game Informer? I know they had announced it so long ago, wow. and now all of a sudden it's here. Oh, that's like, exciting, and nobody's though. really been paying attention to it. Although yeah. I've been kind of not paying attention since I saw the kind of, I guess, stone-cold screenshots of him where he's now <laughs> bald with a goatee. And I, I'm just like, it, it looks like they didn't change the tone of the whole game, and I'm not down for that. Oh. Yeah. So we'll wait to see what people say. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Check out some reviews <laughs> we'll and stuff. Give it another month. Yeah. <laughs> um, August 2nd, Blu-ray releases. Rio. Anyone except for me see that? I have no idea nope. what that is. Rio is the... I know uh, what it is, but I didn't see it. Yeah, it's um, Blue Sky Studios, who did Ice Age. And it's uh, the one about the macaw that's in oh, Rio de Janeiro. Yeah. And, yeah. I heard uh, really good things about it, actually. Yeah, it was pretty good. It wasn't the best movie, yeah. but I enjoyed it. I liked it. Yeah. Um, Conan the Barbarian, the original, and uh-huh. Conan the Destroyer are out on the No way. Right. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, together? Like no, a double separate, pack? Oh. separate. I don't oh, like that. They, cool. might, they might sell a double pack. I didn't see one, but maybe. And lastly, Sleepers, which is not a new movie. This was out a while ago. I really like this movie. It's got Kevin Bacon, oh, uh, yeah. Robert De Niro, Dustin Hoffman, Jason oh. Patrick, oh, and Brad cast. Pitt. It's really depressing. Oh. Yeah, it is. It's really, really well, well done. Awesome yeah. movie. Yeah. 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 Uh, for games on August 2nd, Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell Classic Trilogy HD. So they've done an HD update of uh, the classic the biggest Splinter title Cell to a games. video game ever. <laughs> it just felt like it was going on. It's a lot of words. It is. It is. But uh, for people that are Splinter Cell fans, you can play on your next-gen consoles now. Oh, August 9th, mm. Blu-ray release. Super. Which stars Rain Wilson and Ellen Page. Oh, yeah. It was a limited release. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's supposed to have quite the hard edge to it. It's a James Gunn movie. and Yeah. It sounds interesting. I'm going to check it out. Definitely. Paul is out on August 9th, oh. which was that. Um, did you see it? No. Nah. Brian, supposedly did you see it? has a lot of geeky references. In what it. is this? this oh, is, oh, yeah, I know. The I know guys from Shaun of the Dead in the it, but I heard it was yeah. pretty geeky, yeah. Yeah, like the um, the Simon Pegg and uh, his buddy, and then yeah, Seth Rogen voicing yeah. the um, the alien Paul, which was the biggest turnoff of the movie to me. You know, my sister saw that movie. I remember her saying, I'm going to go see it. And she came back, and I never heard anything about it. So I'm going to assume it sucked. <laughs> I've heard both. I've heard that only the geek crowd will really appreciate it because of all the references. Oh. Mm-hmm. But I don't know for sure because yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, Your Highness comes out on August 9th, but... which looks absolutely terrible. And I've heard I saw it in the theater, and it was absolutely things. terrible. But Natalie Portman is hot, but that's about the only guy that's got to go for it. Yeah, <laughs> I figured that was about all it was worth. Yeah. And lastly, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, a classic oh. out on Blu-ray, oh. which features one of the most famous topless scenes in movie history. <laughs> Phoebe Cates getting out of the pool. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Boobs are good. Yeah. <laughs> Boobs are good. That was subtle. Um, 
looking at the box office since we were talking about it last new show. Yeah. Just uh, um, we were talking about some of the records that Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part Two had broken, yeah. and we were wondering if it would break the Dark Knight, and it did. Ooh. It broke the Dark Knight's opening weekend wow. record. Yeah, it's earned so far. Um, it earned 168.8 million in North America in its first three days, mm-hmm. which surpasses the Dark Knight's record of 158.4. So it beat it by roughly 10 million. But will uh, it beat it overall? Because the Dark Knight did a billion. Ready? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't have. Am the I going to throw the headset and walk out? Well, the problem is that's, Harry that's... Potter is still out, yeah. so it hasn't completed its run yet. Um, it broke the worldwide uh, worldwide weekend record. So not just the North America one, but the worldwide one. Yeah. In one weekend, it made four hundred and seventy six million dollars oh, worldwide. But hey, in, in better news, uh, Batman has another chance next summer. That's true. <laughs> That's right. Harry Potter's done. Batman's not. Yeah, exactly. And lastly, the franchise, the Harry Potter movie franchise yeah. as a whole, just surpassed $7 billion. So is this... Hmm, I, I would think this is the biggest franchise? Yeah, since the release of the sixth movie. Of it all didn't time. Even, yep. Like, bigger it, than even Star Wars? Yeah. It didn't even take wow. the seventh movie to do it after the sixth movie. It became the highest grossing movie franchise of all time. Well, good for her. JK which means Rowling. she'll continue to produce more books. Which because means you gotta milk it. In current Hollywood terms, not yeah. even books. She could be done with those, but give it a couple years and then reboot. Oh, boy. <laughs> Star Harry Potter all over again. Yep. Harry Potter, the lost chapters. Yeah. Well, yeah. they'll just redo all the same stories over again, find Maybe. a new Harry Potter, and you never know. Yeah. Yeah. That's all my box office news. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Exciting. All right, but we do have regular news. Your news for August 1st, 2011. Mark Webb's The Amazing Spider-Man now has a teaser trailer online and that you might have seen before Captain America the First Avenger. Starring Andrew Garfield, Emma Stone, Ricey fans, Martin Sheen, Sally Field, and Dennis Leary, the movie hits theaters on July 3rd, 2012. What do mm. we think of the uh, teaser trailer? I'm assuming everyone watched it. I did. I did. I thought it was okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was a, it was a uh, they're rebooting I, it. I didn't uh, I didn't get that same excitement that I got with the first Spider-Man movie. Yeah, no. because we've seen it. So, yeah. There's a lot of uh Mirror's Edge Spider-Man talk going on. But Emma Stone's that. in it, so that's yeah. a plus. Yeah. And she's prettier I, than who's the other girl? The girl that Mary was, Mary Jane? Yeah, but who played her? Oh, um, Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, yeah, I think she's prettier than Kirsten Dunst. I so agree. That's a, oh, yeah. that's a plus. Yeah. And she's playing the original love interest of the Spider-Man yeah. stories, which mm-hmm. is good. Some people are claiming emo Spider-Man on this one, and I am not. I don't think that's an no, accurate assessment at all. Nah. No, I, I, think it's, I think they're just taking a more realistic tone instead of a more comic book tone like Raimi did. Mm. Yeah. We'll see. I don't know. I'm, I'm still kind of iffy. Yeah, I mean, it is. It, it's questionable whether it's worth rebooting at this point. But considering the last movie just came out in two thousand seven, yeah, it's yeah. being done. So yeah. you got to look at it for what it is, I guess. Well, I would just like to see Venom and Carnage, and like to see them both done right. I know, right? Well, one of the things that I do appreciate about this is Andrew Garfield being in the role because mm-hmm. not only like I like Toby Toby Maguire's Spider Man just fine, of course, because Peter Parker was great. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Andrew actor. Garfield has that like long, elongated body, and he looks more spider-like and more like the Peter Parker type comic book character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he is a fan, a big fan of Spider-Man. At San Diego Comic-Con, Andrew Garfield made his passion for Spider-Man known as he came in costume cool. to address the fans in Hall H for the Amazing Spider-Man panel. And I have that audio. So um, he came in in a Spider-Man costume, not the movie one. Yeah, like a uh, crappy Halloween Spider-Man oh. costume. So he had the hood on. <laughs> Nobody knew funny. it was him at first, and he was interrupting yeah. the panel. And uh, the moderator was telling him, "Wait, wait, no questions yet." He's like, "No, no, no, I have to say this. I have to say this." So he started with this. This is. I think this might be the most incredible day of my life, and I've always wanted to be at Comic Con in Hall H as Spider-Man with all of you guys. It's always been a dream of mine. All right. So thanks for having me. And that's where he takes uh, the mask off. And yeah. everyone goes nuts because it's him. You have no idea. You have no idea how much this means to me. I've always wanted to come here as a fan. And this is my first time. So here I am as a fan. 
I just want to say a couple of things. I'm Andrew Garfield, and I'm going to be here introducing this panel, this amazing Spider-Man panel. Stan Lee says that the reason why Spidey is so popular is because all of us can relate to him, and I agree. I needed Spidey in my life when I was a kid, and he gave me hope. In every comic I read, he was living out mine and every skinny boy's fantasy of being stronger, of being free of the body I was born into, and that swinging sensation of flight. And upon receiving his power, unlike most who, who become corrupted, he used it for good. And I think we all wish that we had the courage to, to stick up for ourselves more, to, to stick up for a loved one more, or even a stranger you see being mistreated. And Peter Parker has inspired me to feel stronger. He made me, Andrew, braver. He reassured me that by doing the right thing, it, it's worth it. It's worth the struggle. It's worth the pain. It's worth even the tears, the bruises, and the blood. And I, and I, I, I wouldn't be able to stand here in front of you guys right now without feeling that Spider-Man was here with me with his reassuring hand on my shoulder, making sure I don't fall over and concuss myself. <laughs> he has inspired countless people, girls, boys, men, women, all of us, and he has saved lives and he saved my life. And I owe Webhead a lot and I owe Stan the Man a lot and I'm humbled to be here, like you do not know, to share the work that we've done with all of you. And this is my first Comic Con and... and <laughs> This is definitely the coolest moment of my life, and thank you for being here and sharing it with me. So reboot or not, I love how passionate he is about. Yeah, that was character. like an Oscar speech. I know, right? Like he's making his acceptance <laughs> speech, and you just listen to the way he's talking. His adrenaline's kicked up. He's I, I would think nervous. He actually he swung in. Barely, yeah, he can barely keep yeah. his breath. Like yeah. he's just he's thrilled with everything. He and he feels like Peter Parker to me with that nervousness. Like mm-hmm. even as a person, he's so humbled to be doing this role that it's it's affecting him and i love that so if cool. they if they got anyone i mean he's obviously yeah, the right yeah. casting it's always best to have a fan especially if it, unless it's like nicholas cage playing ghost rider but right <laughs> no <laughs> um poor nicholas cage so yeah that was all awesome you didn't I assume you didn't make it to the Amazing Spider-Man panel. That I was probably did bad. not. It was this, the line was you got to go to the whole Sony thing, and yeah, I, yeah. It was, I didn't want to see Ghost Rider. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of people say um, when you go to something that large, if you're going to go to Hall H, stay there for the day, or else. Yeah, that's what I did on Sunday. Yeah, yeah exactly. like you go to one or you go to the other. You don't go back yeah. and forth because yeah. it's just so big and moving yeah. around is so difficult. All right, moving on. Capcom and Marvel Entertainment have announced that Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3 is in development for the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3 will take the epic battle to all new heights with new iconic characters from the Marvel and Capcom universes, a refined fighting system, eight new stages, and new modes when it releases this November for $39.99. The highly acclaimed fighting game adds 12 new legends to the robust roster, bringing the total overall roster of characters up to 50. The first new characters revealed uh, include the much-requested Capcom character Strider, who slashes his way into the fray along with Ghosts and Goblins villain Firebrand. On the Marvel side, Ghost Rider will finally exercise his vengeance and Hawkeye will pick apart foes. More characters will be revealed in the coming months. In addition to characters, Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3 features a host of enhancements and new features to improve the game's balance and online functionality. One of the biggest additions to the game is the fan-requested spectator mode, which allows fighters to watch live online matches together, and probably while they're waiting in a queue to actually get in and fight themselves. So um, there's a lot of people saying, well, what the hell, Capcom, we just bought the first game, you released two characters for DLC, and now you're releasing a whole other updated version for $39.99. And Brian, you and I had talked about before about the, well, this doesn't take into account the outlandish price for the individual characters, yeah. but the fact that they were cutting off DLC after the first two seemed really stupid and really uh, just a terrible idea. But Capcom has uh, kind of released a smaller press release as to why that happened. Because of the earthquakes in Japan and that tragedy that hit, it uh-huh. affected their production, a lot of Japanese studios and just getting to work and stuff. So there were yeah. the country was in upheaval. So what they originally planned to do was all this stuff was going to be DLC, but they didn't have the development oh. time. So at this point, they're like, well, why don't we just release 
a whole hard disk version and make it $20 less than the version people paid. When you break down the $40 for what it is, it probably becomes the individual DLC for all the characters they were adding anyway. So this is, I think, an okay solution for the problem they were presented with. I actually uh, got a chance to play the demo they had on at, at San Diego, and Ghost Rider is pretty much, and Hawkeye have the greatest, uh, I don't know if you have video of anything, but Ghost Rider's like, finisher is fantastic. He drives his motorcycle through like everyone. Uh, Hawkeye shoots his bone arrow, and on the arrow is Ant-Man. Yeah, I and, love that. And then he jumps off of it and turns into Giant Man and squashes the person it's under his foot. It's wicked cool. It's it's freaking awesome. Yeah, um, there are videos that I had posted a uh, announcement for Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom Three. It has artwork of the four new characters as well as their debut trailers, as well as gameplay footage for all four. So there's tons of stuff in that one article if people check it out on the site. Yeah, it's 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 really it looks it looks wicked cool. It's it sold me at first. I was like I don't know, but yeah, it it plays really well too. So yeah, it looks awesome. I'm thrilled. Yeah, I'll be getting it for sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, even though that article said that the characters would be rolled out over the next couple months, there was an issue. It would seem that Capcom made a bit of a blunder by accidentally uploading all of the character artwork for the new characters that are to be added to Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3. The following is a list of new characters <laughs> pulled from the Capcom server before Capcom realized their error and pulled it down. And yes, since this, this list has been confirmed by Capcom. They just said, you know what? We screwed up. We, <laughs> we throw in the Whoops. towel. You guys found it. So th- there will be other things that will be surprises that they will roll out, maybe new features and new functionality. But this is the complete list of new characters that they're adding. On the Capcom side, Strider, as was announced. Firebrand, as we already announced. Virgil, I don't know what, games he, uh, what game he's from at all, Capcom-wise. Uh, Frank West from Dead Rising. Mm-hmm. Phoenix Wright, who is a lawyer... <laughs> From yeah. one of their games called, like, Phoenix. I don't know yeah. the full name. Isn't that a DS game? Yeah, it's the yeah. weirdest character edition, but people have been begging for it for some That's reason. so weird. So Capcom complied. Uh, Phoenix Wright <laughs> is in there, and then Nemesis from Resident Evil. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, cool. On the Marvel side, Ghost Rider, who was already announced. Hawkeye, who was already announced. Doctor Strange, who's going to have Ooh. some crazy moves. Uh, Nova. Iron Fist, who's... A logical addition because he's a martial artist, and the biggest weird addition is Rocket Raccoon. Who the hell? You got to be kidding me! No, Rocket that's Raccoon. awesome. Actually, <laughs> you, who is that? I have no idea. He's a guy from the cosmic side of Marvel from that was created in the 1980s, but now the last couple of years he's been in the book Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. He's basically a tiny raccoon yeah. who has a machine gun, and it, that's self-explanatory. That's all. He's just a. a, a crazy character but it, that's an awesome idea for the video game <laughs> it's the weirdest looking edition i've ever seen <laughs> seriously that's awesome try not to suck <laughs> <laughs> that's right deadpool but yeah um it, it's an interesting edition of characters and i don't know <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be curious to play it i mean some of those yeah. guys i probably wouldn't have bought in dlc i mean i wouldn't buy any of them at five dollars a piece but no that's so much yeah but I'll, I'll buy the whole thing as a whole. And they're probably going to make off better this way, I think. Yeah, ultimately. definitely. Uh, let's see. Brian, you might be upset about this one. I don't know. Do you watch The Walking Dead at all? Uh, yeah, no. I know. I knew I heard about this. Yeah. yeah. What happened? Mike, you watch it, I right? I this. Yeah. Oh. Frank Darabon is stepping down as showrunner of The Walking Dead. There is speculation that he might be off the show completely, but talks are still ongoing about him possibly staying on in some capacity. Deadline also speculates that the reason for this is Darabon's inability to adjust to the schedule of producing a TV show as opposed to working on a movie. AMC Senior Vice President Joel Stillerman confirmed that Glenn Mazzara is taking over from Frank Darabon as showrunner of The Walking Dead. Here's the official statement. The Walking Dead's Glenn Mazzara, writer and executive producer, is expanding his responsibilities to assume the role of showrunner. AMC is grateful to executive producer, writer, and pilot director Frank Darabon, whose contributions to the success of The Walking Dead are innumerable. We continue to discuss his ongoing role with the series. Robert Kirkman, creator of the Walking Dead graphic novels, executive producer and writer on the series, will remain in this role and will continue to steward the brand. Gail Ann Hurd will remain in her role as executive producer. The production continues on schedule for an October 16th premiere. So they're losing a big portion of what birthed the series and a big supporter of the series. But 
they're staying in house to fill that gap. That doesn't mean it's, it's going to be bad. I'm no, not, it's just, not, it doesn't really worry no. me. I thought you were going to say like some of the main characters were leaving, or no, or, no, or, no, like the show was canceled. Oh my god, Brian, it's just I mean, it's just weird though because they were at they had the panel at, at Comic Con and he was there exactly and was saying how excited he was for so something happened within like the span of like forty eight hours, which is weird. I don't know. He went kinda... home and got a tongue lashing from his wife. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, spending too much time like, on the set. He was like gung ho. He's like, oh, it's gonna be great. He's talking about the season and how much fun he's having. And then like three days later, it's like, yeah, he's stepping down. And I'm like, what? Yeah, the timing <laughs> the timing seems really odd. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. But as as uh, everyone, yeah, you guys said as long as Robert Kirkman is still involved, I I don't have a problem with it. I'm sure it'll, it'll be fine. I mean, it is going to take it, it's going to be a hit, but it's not going to be a big hit. I think for it, I think it's going to be okay. True, I agree. Warner Brothers Pictures has announced that Zack Snyder's Superman movie, Man of Steel, will be released in theaters six months later than originally planned. The movie has been pushed back from December 2012. To June fourteenth, two thousand thirteen. That makes more sense. Release it in the summer. Yeah, I mean all the big movies, summer blockbusters. Exactly. I think that's yeah, a big that's part weird of it. That it was going to come out. I mean, you know, Christmas I'm is all, a cool time, but my yeah. worry is if this is a result of the DC reboot. That's what I'm thinking, and I think cause are they, they going to the put script- them in jeans? <laughs> I hope not. No, they said the script is going through rewrites too, which yeah. worries me. They're putting them in jeans. And- that's yeah. it. Superman's done. They better not take that action comics bullcrap and drag it over. And I, I'm pretty sure you've been following that, Brian. <laughs> oh yeah, but the, I went um, to the panel at Comic Con. I wanted to like Scott and I wanted to like punch a wall. It was so bad. It was it was it was <laughs> yeah. bad. I'll I'll get into that on the next show. But yeah, it, it was it was bad. Um, I'm uh, just wondering also. Uh, supposedly, if they don't if they didn't put the movie out before the end of 2012, it had something to do with the lawsuit where they could potentially lose the rights back to. So I don't know how this postponing it is going to hand, do, have uh, anything to do with that. So I'm interested in wondering if they reach a settlement or something because I can't foresee them pushing it six months and, and then being like, oh, crap, we lost the rights to Superman. Yeah, like what are the legal ramifications yeah. of going to be? They must be working out some deal with the yeah. family. Or, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. The whole Superman thing is just a huge mess right now. Yeah, it's, a, it's a giant they, shuffle got fuck like at this one point. one more shot at this. Yeah. DC's yeah. got two big franchises, Superman and Batman. Don't yeah. kill yeah. one of them. I know. Don't yeah, kill either like, of them, you know. Just, and they're holding on to Green Lantern even though Yeah. Uh, the well, movie didn't we'll do as well as they goes. wanted to. They're they're looking ahead to a sequel already, which is bad. I mean, uh, after so I'm not going to get into it too much, but after seeing Captain America, I kind of realized how really bad Green Lantern was again. Yeah. Like <laughs> I don't know. I still liked it, but yeah, I know. I liked it. It's just you know, it's like wow, you can see like completely worlds of difference between the two companies and making movies. So, but yeah, Mike's laughing at I the am. bird. There's the a people. pterodactyl upstairs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I realized last episode, even though we were commenting about it, it really didn't come through. No, so. but I can hear it. It's yeah, funny. I can't. I can't hear it. So that's yeah. good. <laughs> so it's probably not coming through. But we can hear it, and it's obnoxious. Um, <laughs> here's another one. Uh, Revolution Studios and Lionsgate Television announced that they are shopping Anger Management, a new sitcom based on the 2003 feature comedy that would star Charlie Sheen. All right. Sheen will retain a significant ownership stake in the series inspired by the film in which a mild-mannered, non-confrontational man is ordered to attend group anger management sessions led by a therapist who who could probably use some anger management himself. Who will end up sleeping with because that's Charlie Sheen in his... Winning! Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't. I, whatever. I, you know, did you hear the Denise Richards interview on Howard Stern? Fantastic. It was a great interview, and, and I was listening to it on I the ride over on here. The show. They were replaying it, and one thing she said was, "Don't worry about him because he's going through that cycle of I want to have fun and yeah. not be responsible." Yeah, she said, but it's going to come right back around, and Charlie's going to get his career back together. Maybe it's not this show, but it could be whatever comes next. Who knows? Or maybe he's going to snap out of it because he's always winning. He's always winning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is that the same interview where she was talking about like her lesbian encounter or yeah. whatever? Um, she had mentioned that originally on her second interview, but she was on again this week and it came back up. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, towards the end of the interview. Yeah, and they were trying to speculate on who the female celebrity might <laughs> oh, be. Oh my god, he came in <laughs> with like hysterical. the elimination thing. I'm like, <laughs> so good. <laughs> you know, Howard just sitting there shaking his head, going, "This is ridiculous." Oh, absolutely, but it was still funny. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah, so Charlie Sheen's trying to get back on TV, and this is an announcement made around the same time that the first promotional images are coming out featuring Ashton Kutcher replacing Sheen on Two and a Half Men. Do you have the sound of a bomb dropping? I don't. <laughs> oh, that's too bad, because it's going to bomb. You think the Two and a Half Men? Yeah. Yeah, Ashton Kutcher. I don't he think it's going to it's going to it's going to have gonna a, I don't think he's going to he can't It has such lowbrow stupid comedy in it that it's just it's mindless television. It doesn't matter who comes in. I don't Well, think. When I well no, I think it, it's going to have a spike original uh, yeah. at first because people are going to be interested and then after that it's going to drop possibly. Yeah. I I enjoyed Charlie Sheen on the show. I think he was the best part of the show. Mm-hmm. The, the kid was funny, I thought, when he was younger. Now he's just grown up. He's kind of goofy looking. Yeah, yeah he's he, lost he, that pizzazz. So now the focus is kind of shift from his humor to Charlie's character. I don't know. I think the show's taking a big hit without him there. Yeah, but we'll see. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't care much for it anyway. Yeah, kind of <laughs> the same. Um, video game news. Okay. Yeah, I have some of that. Sweet. <laughs> The final DLC fighter has been revealed for Mortal Kombat as 80s horror villain Freddy Krueger. Oh, cool. Freddy will be nice. available to download on August 9th for $4.99 on PSN or 400 Microsoft points. Oh. I would pay $500. At now. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I don't That's understand cool. this one. I don't get it either, but they could put Jason in it, so you have Freddy yeah. versus Jason. They considered going through a lot of different horror ones, and they thought Freddy would be the one that fits in most. They mm. made some modifications. Oh. Um, to make him fit in more. He's not going to be like a martial artist, obviously. No. <laughs> but they, they gave him two gloved hands instead of one, mm. which is Don't seems unnecessary. Stuff. Oh, they changed yeah. it. Don't. And they're not basing his appearance off any of the particular actors for legal reasons. Yeah. Well, Robert England's the only real one. <laughs> oh. Well, he is. So we're not going to talk about Jackie O'Haley? Who? That movie was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see it. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, he'll be in, I don't know. I watched the footage and I was just very, no, eh, eh. he just fell out of place to me. It's not like well, putting Kratos in it. Yeah. Like Kratos has a place. Yeah. Cause he's a video game character. It is a little out of place. Yeah. Well, they could just make another, a whole downloadable thing. Mortal Kombat. Versus. <laughs> They've versus done them before. Or, you know, I don't know. They've done them before. Yeah. Like, who wouldn't want to of... play as the leprechaun? Come on. Oh. <laughs> Especially the leprechaun in the hood version. Oh, or the wishmaster. Yeah. Or I'm trying to think of other crappy art. puppet going. master. You could be all the little puppets. Yuck. Yeah. Speaking of video game news, Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment and DC Entertainment has unveiled details and images for the hotly anticipated Batman Arkham City Collector's Edition. The package will be available in limited quantities for $99 beginning October 18th for Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, and PC. The Batman Arkham City Collector's Edition will include the following extensive bonus content. A custom Batman statue produced by... I'm, I'm going to totally butcher this. <laughs> Kotu... Bu- Maybe you've seen this name, Brian. The, he does it's, the black and white statues. Yeah, Kotu it's like Koya, Koi, Koi Kabash, Koi something. It's I, I can't. weird. Kotu Bukia yeah. is what it looks like. Right, um, for close enough, probably. It's a cool-looking statue, and that alone makes it worth buying, I think. But it also has... The uh, a collectible art book, early access to the Iceberg Lounge challenge map, and Batman the Dark Knight Returns skin. Batman Arkham City album from Water Tower Music, including original songs by hit artists available via di- uh, Digital Redemption. And bonus DC Universe animated original movie, Batman Gotham Knight. So they're giving away an entire wow. movie with it, too. That's, wow. that's a ton of stuff. It is. Like, the movie itself is, I don't know, 30 bucks. If not more, what are they charging? Uh, it's ninety nine for the whole pack. Mm. So the movie and the game alone pay for that. Yeah. Throw on top the statue, which is probably a fifty dollar value. Cool. And then all the other content. I'm pretty sure I'm buying this, even though I already have the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you the movie, Mike. <laughs> it's shaping I, up to be a good I, game. It looks like. Yeah. I did have a chance to play the uh, demo. Oh, at, I hate at, you. It, it was freaking amazing, and uh, oh. it it was it was just it was just I can't even describe it. It's like m- take the first one and like multiply it by like a hundred, and it's how awesome it is. And you know, it, uh, it was just seamlessly controlling. The controls are great. Everything, the graphics are amazing, and uh, just basically it was like a, a pseudo level. It wasn't an exact level from the game, but they had. But uh, it, it drew drew a big crowd every day, and uh, they had the. Uh, 
developers there, and they were saying, you know, we put the most pressure on ourselves to make this better than the last game, even though we know everyone thought the last game was fantastic, but we right. had to make it better, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, it's it's going to be huge. So it you looks know, amazing. If you don't mind me asking, I don't want to jump ahead too much, but how long did you? I have do to mind st- you asking. Stop. <laughs> All right, I'm taking over the show. So Brian, how long did you have to stand in line to play that game? Um, actually, not too long because the first day, not too many people like knew that. That a lot of people thought it was the older one, and uh, it was actually That's weird. Why would they think that? I, I don't know. They were just like mm. it was. It was the first day. People were like wandering around. Uh, I probably fifteen minutes, maybe maybe twenty bad. minutes at the most. There was actually only about five five to six people crowded around. That's really the booth, not that bad. That's not bad at all. See, if I was there yeah. with you, I would have been over your shoulder videotaping <laughs> your gameplay, which is what Mike and I will be doing in New yeah. York. Yep. <laughs> Mike's coming with me to do some video. So I'll, be, and I'll be videotaping Rob playing video games. Damn right. <laughs> but more or less, the reaction on his face is what's going to be priceless. <laughs> we'll do a two-camera shoot. Yeah. I'll be, oh, oh. <laughs> no, I don't want to see that footage ever. <laughs> uh, staying with the game, Warner Brothers and DC Entertainment have announced the inclusion of two more characters in Batman Arkham City, Talia Al Ghul and the Penguin. It was confirmed at San Diego Comic-Con that Stan Akedic Star of ABC's popular series Castle will voice the character of Talia Al Ghul. Mm. Oswald Chesterfield Cobblepot, a.k.a. <laughs> the Penguin, is continuing his shady business dealing within Arkham City, bringing chaos and corruption to the dark alleys and foreboding corridors of the sprawling cityscape. A new trailer has been released for Batman Arkham City, showcasing the scheming villain in his role as the black market racketeer of Arkham. Mm. The foul fiend brings his criminal and financial... I think my voice is starting to get nasally, like, <laughs> penguin. Uh, the foul fiend brings his criminal and financial <laughs> genius, hand-to-hand expertise, treacherous toys, and his feathered friends into the walled streets of Arkham City with the sole aspiration of ridding the world of the Dark Knight. The trailer also reveals a third character edition. Real comic book fans know what's up. Right, Brian? Sure do. Solomon Grundy. Solomon Grundy. Solomon Grundy. Which is weird because he's not technically a Batman villain. He was the original Golden Age Green Lantern villain, but he's sort of become an everyone villain. Yeah, he's crossed all over the place. He fights Superman. He fights Batman. He's the uber bad guy. He is. Yeah. And that's all he can say, by the way. (laughs) What I just played, that's all he can say. Well, there have been different incarnations of Grundy, but the coolest version of Grundy can only say that. <laughs> He's kind of like an evil Hulk. Yeah. When you think yeah. about it, he doesn't doesn't change. Pretty much. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It was a cool reveal in the trailer. Yeah. I should have said spoiler alert, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> It'll just get whatever. people excited. Whatever. More video game news because it's awesome and I love it. In a panel at San Diego Comic-Con, Street Fighter X Tekken, people are calling it Street Fighter Cross Tekken. I don't like that. No, I don't stupid. either. Street Fighter X Tekken producer Yoshinori Ono revealed four more playable characters for the blockbuster fighting game. Dalsim and Poison joined the fray from the Street Fighter side with Steve and Yoshimitsu joining the fight on the Tekken side. And oh, yeah. I hate Yoshimitsu. Oh, seriously? <laughs> I hate him. For whatever reason, he annoys the crap out of me, and whenever I play Tekken or Soul Calibur, I always fight against him because I like beating him up. <laughs> <laughs> Makes you feel better? Yeah. I also got a chance to try the demo of this. and uh, Oh, my God. It, I hate I, you in, like, 50 ways to Sunday. It wasn't... I, I hadn't been, <laughs> I like, super into it before playing it because I was like, oh, uh, I like Street Fighter and I like Tekken, but I wasn't, like, blown away. But I have to say, after playing it, it's very, very, very well done for a fighting game. And it's it, it had a huge... This one I did actually have to wait in line for for a while. People were going crazy for it. And uh, the, the the representatives from the game were there. And it, it was it was really well done. And it, it looks like it's going to be a fantastic game. So And this is the one that's in the style of Street Fighter? Yes. And then they're going to re-release it. Tekken X Street Fighter will be released in a couple more years, although they've already been talking to the... uh, the biggest marketing scam. Yeah, but it's it's awesome. I just... Yeah, because there's... there's Are they going to add more characters to it the other way around? They might, but it's... it's it's, It'll be in a different style. Right, it's going to use the Tekken engine. So now the Tekken fighters will play that one, the people that are comfortable with that. But one of the coolest things about even this one is that they're taking some of the button sequences from Tekken that you would use to do the special moves and bringing it over. So if yeah. you're a Tekken player, you can use the character you're familiar with, and you'll know how to do the moves already because oh, they'll be the same, which is really cool. 
It's like, just a really unique experience, like playing it, because it's like I'm playing Street Fighter, but also I'm. It, it just I can't describe it. It's just very. It's very well done. Yeah, it's, I think this is going to be the new trend. Marvel vs. Capcom kind of kicked it off. Yeah, having yeah. and it's the smartest thing to do. The fighting game genre is so stale, or yeah. or was for a while, I should say, yeah, because Street Fighter Four kind of kicked it up again, and then Mortal Kombat was apparently the best version of that franchise ever, and. It's it's yeah. seeing a rise, so we could potentially see something like Street Fighter versus Mortal Kombat, which would be incredibly epic because it's the two yeah. like legendary. Like I, I guess most some people think of Tekken as one of those legendary fighting franchises, but when I think about the originals, it's Street Fighter and it's Mortal Kombat. So you saying we might end up seeing it where they release it on both sides again? I think there's going to be a lot of this versus that, yeah, as yeah. we move along, and I Definitely. love that. Even if it's even if it's like redundant, repetitive, whatever. I think the way that Street Fighter and Tekken are doing it is ingenious too, mm-hmm. because it appeals to both crowds. And are you gonna yeah. buy both or are you gonna buy one? I would like to play the Tekken one. Okay. But I enjoy the Street Fighter engine more, so that's yeah. the one I'm interested How in. How far apart are they being released? Probably a year or two. So it's a good chunk of time. It is. Yeah, they said they had just started the initial like mapping of the the tech and, and like they didn't even like they haven't even like started like developing that at all yet so they're very in the early stages of yeah. the tech and- the tech and teams been working so closely with capcom to get yeah. the their stuff accurately portrayed in the street fighter version that and it'll just flip the other way for the other game yeah. it's a really great concept and i think like we said we're going to see more of the verse thing i think this is a really smart move because it's a good marketing thing, and it benefits both companies. When we stop seeing the competitive and start seeing the cooperative, yeah. which is odd because they're fighting games. <laughs> yeah. It goes against the, the, the ideology of them, but it's, it's great. I love it. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Moving on to kind of a segue from video games into movies with a nice uh, cross story. Mm-hmm. Since reporting about Neil Berger taking the helm as director for the upcoming Uncharted movie, there have been a few reports as to what Berger has been given as his vision for... Oh, wait, as to what Berger... I didn't write this right. <laughs> My fault. There have been a few reports as to what Berger has given for his vision of the film. When asked if he's looked at the script that O'Russell planned on using, Berger responded, quote, I'm rewriting the script from scratch, starting like right now. Like we are just starting now, he said. I love the game. It's great. And I think it's a great start for a movie because the game is so cinematic. The character Nate in particular I like because he's this ballsy guy that lives by his wits and who's capable of kind of anything and everything. He's fearless and he doesn't give a damn and he'll go after the thing. I dig that kind of character and it's a great character for a movie. I love that because it sounds like Berger really understands the game where O'Russell seemed to be bringing in all these things that didn't really Mm. go in line with the original game. So he's looking at the story and the cinematics of the game to drive the movie. That's the smart thing for a director of a video game movie to do, I think. Yeah. Previously, Mark Wahlberg was attached to play Nathan Drake, and Crave Online asked Berger if he is aware of the internet campaign to cast Nathan Fillion in the role, to which he replied, quote, I've seen a little bit of that. Yes, that was brought to my attention. So you know, I think he's a good actor. I think there's a lot of really good actors who don't even look like Nathan Drake who could play it. Where we are right now is that we're literally starting from scratch on the screenplay, and I think that once we finish it, then we'll go to actors and see who's available and who's right for the part, whenever that happens. So he's not saying no to Nathan Fillion, and as we've said, we're supporters of Fillion for getting this role because, Mm -hmm. like we've mentioned, the character of Nathan Drake was modeled after Nathan Fillion. And so why not? On a similar note, IGN asked actor Sam Worthington who he thinks should play Nathan Drake, and he had this to say. Sam, I'm a fan. I, I like your movies. I, I think you're going to go far in this industry. Uh, I'm a big video game fan, though. They keep talking about this Uncharted film. Would you ever want to play Nathan Drake? Should be Nathan Fillion. Why did he say it again? Should be Nathan Fillion. Should play. Why is that? Because he looks like him. They modeled him off him. Good answer. I, I like the cut of your jib. So uh, we're not the only ones on the Nathan Fillion bandwagon. Or support wagon. Whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, so we should, uh, we should major drive this campaign. 
Yeah, pretty much everyone I'll who uh, Nathan himself. Oh, yeah. sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead. Let me just give his cell phone a call. Yeah. Shoot him an email. <laughs> I'll just call gonna, Nathan right now. I was going to say he uh, he was signing at the Marvel booth at the convention for the Castle TV show, and oh, yeah. pretty much every single person was like, "So, what about Infamous?" And he's just like, "Yeah, I'd like to do it, but uh, you know, that's not my decision." So, you pretty much uncharted? every single person. Hey, pay attention, Skippy. <laughs> <laughs> you mean Uncharted? That's right. Um. <laughs> Uh, yeah. He's so excited. He is. It's okay, Brian. We forgive you. I'm um, sorry. <laughs> keeping in the movie news now, since we've already started there. Made the transition. Oh, yes. It's successful. I know. Look at that. Look at how fluidly I go through this. It's not even always intended. Cartoon Network has signed a developmental agreement with action-adventure producer Don Murphy and partner Susan Montford and their company Angry Filmworks to develop a live-action motion picture based on the groundbreaking environment-saving uh, animated hero, Captain Planet and the Planeteers! Yes! All right! The power is yours! All right! That's going to suck so bad. I know, but I want to see it <laughs> so too. bad. Oh, it's going to be great. powers combined. Dean Kane needs to be. Yeah! Yes, we have to go for this. Dean Kane. Bad mullet and everything. Yes. Oh, this is going to be awesome. I'm thrilled. This is the biggest news story ever. I know. I'm expecting, like, Toxic Avengers Screw level. Screw the U.S. deficit. We need to talk about Captain, Captain Planet. Planet. Oh, this Most is important great. part is who's going to play Linka? No, I have no idea. Yeah. Oh, no, that's that's what we need to start thinking about. All right. Linka was the hot one. Yeah. Yeah, there's hot cartoon characters. Yeah. <laughs> well. What was she, Water? Uh, no. no, no, she was she wind. Was, she was wind. She said wind. <laughs> they were all from different places too, which will be interesting. Yes. Yeah, I want them to uh, bring back Lavar Burton to at least do the movie voiceover intro. Yes, oh yeah, because as Kwame's voice, he did that. So cool, That'd be awesome. Uh, more San Diego Comic Con stuff, but now we're jumping to TV. No, no fluid transition here. I'm okay. sorry. Oh, uh, we previously, well, although Captain Planet was TV, right? It was. So it was I went cartoon. from movie to TV to, yes, more TV. You I'm on it. board still. Uh, we previously reported on the announcement that Beavis and Butthead are returning to MTV. Yep. And we now have more info courtesy of this year's San Diego Comic-Con. During the panel with show creator Mike Judge, the following information was shared. Beavis and Butthead will return to MTV this fall. It was originally supposed to be this summer. It's mm-hmm. now this fall. That's fine. Explaining where the names of the characters came from, Beavis was the surname of a friend back in Judge's hometown, while Butthead was the nickname of a local idiot. He didn't intend to give the town in which Beavis and Butthead is set a name, but he distractedly named the high school Highland, which is the name of the Albuquerque school where his mother taught. Judge joked that he brought the show back because he felt like TV was getting too smart. He explained that originally he ended the series after being burned out, stepping away from the characters in spite of offers for sequels to the movie Beavis and Butthead to America. Many of the characters from the original series are coming back, including the hippie teacher and gruff military teacher. Mm. Not only will the characters in the new show be rife, uh, be riffing on videos, they'll be... I don't know what videos they're going to look videos? at. Maybe he doesn't right. play videos. Yeah, now. I was going to say... Wait, like, I think we got to move this to VH1. At least yeah. they still play videos. This will be the first time we see videos on MTV in years. I know. Uh, not only will they be riffing on videos, they'll be taking shots at footage from series like Jersey Shore and UFC fights. Well, Judge cool. also said that at this point, there are no guest stars lined up for the series. This could change given the regular lineup of special guests on King of the Hill. I'm cool. so pumped Beavis and Butthead are coming back. I didn't see much of it originally. My my dad was not big into letting me watch it. Yeah. And I never got around. I mean, I saw the movie, but I never got around to yeah. like buying seasons or trying to watch episodes or anything. But it's exciting. It'll be cool to see. There's what a it. sneak peek video up on the site right now that has, yeah. toward the end of it, them busting on Jersey Shore. And it's Which awesome. is pretty hilarious. It's so good. Oh, he's got to have so much material. Oh, my God. Yeah. Reality TV. It could end up being like um, The Soup. But just yeah. Beavis and Butthead doing it, and then with the storyline in the background like they used to do. Right. It's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Uh, no transition now. I'm jumping into games again. Okay. Yeah. That was my transition. Okay. <laughs> the world's most famous secret agent is back. Who's the world's most famous secret agent, uh, Brian? Uh, 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 you say uh, Brian, but you're pointing out. Danger. <laughs> no. Um, uh, shit, I saw the trailer. Did you just say Johnny, Johnny Danger? Danger? I don't know. Get out of here. The world's most famous secret agent. Tom Cruise. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. No, it's not. You're wrong. Oh. It's, uh, it's, 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 what's his name? Mr. James. Bean's guy. I hate no. you all. James I hate Bond. you all. James Bond. Duh. I knew oh. that beginning. Come on, people. 
Activision has declassified the existence of GoldenEye 007 Reloaded, which will make its grand debut on the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 for the first time ever. Built on a brand new engine that delivers striking visuals, blistering fast gameplay, and the ability to play using the PlayStation Move with Sharpshooter Peripheral, GoldenEye 007 Reloaded is the complete James Bond experience shooter fans have been waiting for and will launch in stores later this fall. GoldenEye 007 Reloaded is a contemporary James Bond experience featuring HD visuals and realistic environments running at 60 frames per second, akin to today's elite action games. Additional to the legendary story campaign, the game introduces the brand new MI6 Op missions. New distinct levels separate from the campaign that span the varied environments from the story and challenge players to complete different assault, elimination, stealth, and defense objectives. GoldenEye 007 Reloaded also takes multiplayer to new heights, maintaining and improving its renowned four-player split-screen action and adding full, adrenaline-pumping, 16-player online matches with more maps, weapons, characters, and game modes than ever before. So to answer your first question, which I'm sure is already there, yes, this is GoldenEye again. Yeah. <laughs> even <laughs> though... Well, even... the first one was good. That was the, the first one on N64. Yeah. It yep. was my first experience with like multi. Wait, first time I sat down in the living room with three other people right. and played yeah. a game. Like we would go nuts playing that yeah. game, and that I didn't have that experience again until Halo came out. Right. I hope they do a good job and with it because were, it'd be great to do it again. They were doing the version for Wii that was like just an updated yes uh, take on GoldenEye with Daniel Craig in the role. Yeah, I assume Daniel Craig's going to be in the role for this one too. Yeah. They didn't say one way or the other, actually, but that doesn't make now they're actually re- rehauling everything. Yeah. So the graphics, the engine, I- I'm, I'm going to try what, what, it out. What, was, what are they aiming for? For a release date? Uh, for a release date? I said it somewhere, didn't I? I, I think know, it's just the fall. At, at, at the convention, they said September, October, November-ish. Of not, they, didn't have, they haven't said it. It just says later this exactly. fall. Yeah. Oh, that's so quick. this year, yeah. Well, they've, they've been working on it for a while. I mean, mm, I think yeah. they already released or are releasing... The Wii one. Yeah. Presently. I'll play it. I don't know if it's worth a buy, but I'll play it. Yeah. Wow, we're at the last story already? That was fast. I thought this was going to be a lot longer. I could pull up (laughs) some other stories, too. (laughs) Well, no. Well, we'll we'll stick with what it is. Last story here. GameStop knows that comic fans like to play dress-up. That's why they're giving those who pre-order either Spider-Man Edge of Time or X-Men Destiny access to some exclusive threads. Spider-Man Edge of Time pre-orders get a code to unlock the exclusive Identity Crisis suits. In the Identity Crisis storyline, Peter Parker gave up being Spider-Man to try and become a new kind of hero, adopting four alternate heroic identities. Players will be able to equip the four distinct suits from the storyline, Dusk, Prodigy, Ricochet, and Hornet, that will grant increases to health, damage, health regeneration, or shield regeneration, depending on which suit is selected. Do they make All this right. shit up, or is this something that no, was this comic is from books? the comics? Okay, Brian, no, honestly, so this storyline came out really when silly. I was seventeen. So really? why are they using costumes from a storyline that no one in their right mind is going to remember, except someone like me? Apparently. Probably just because they look cool. I guess. Although the what is it? The dust costume is just this black solid thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, X Men Destiny pre-orders get a code to unlock exclusive Havoc X Gene powers and costumes. Harness the power of Havoc. Players will receive a unique Havoc-inspired suit for each playable character and will be able to equip the exclusive Havoc X-Gene, granting plasma-based power enhancements to their attacks, the ability to stun enemies through energy absorption, and increase their damage output over time. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, they could have done so much better. Like, yay, uh, I'll it's... just take the Wolverine Claws. Thanks. I don't think it works like that. Uh, no. No. They have uh, the way Destiny is looking is that you play through as one of three different characters, mm. yep. and you have a limited selection of uh, power paths. I guess you can go down with that character, and then you choose if you want to be on the X Men or the Brotherhood. Oh, oh, I will be a bad guy. So does yeah. that mean <laughs> does that mean six potential stories? I think so Sounds because like the it. way the trailer looked at it, uh, and the booth they had set up at Comic Con was they were showing um, if you t- go a certain way you team up with Magneto, Juggernaut, and like mm. other people, and on the other way is like the X Men because it showed you, but then it also showed you fighting Gambit, and so I, I don't know. It it definitely looks like there's two paths, but also depending which path you go, you get more access to different powers. So again, kind of like Infamous, but a little different. It's like Infamous cool. times three. Yeah, exactly. And one third is. Good a game, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. We'll see. Um, that's all my stories. 
I don't know if there's any major news stories you want to drop from San Diego before, or if there's stuff you're saving for next week. Um, yeah, I'll save it for next week. I don't, okay. I don't think there's anything that's really. <laughs> All right. Um, before we get out of here today, uh, friends of the show, American Alligator. I had played a song of theirs. I don't even remember how long ago on the show. Uh, they're starting their first summer tour in August. So I just wanted to uh, throw out some quick dates to help them out a little bit. If you want to see the band American Alligator, August 3rd, you can see them in Alston, Mass. That's the kickoff of their tour. August 5th, they'll be in Warwick, New York. August 6th, in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. August 7th, in Roanoke, Virginia. And August 8th, in Kingston, New York. So if you want to get exact locations and times for all that stuff, you can look for American Alligator on Facebook and get more information there. So congrats nice. to them. That's a big... Uh, yeah, that's a nice tour. Yeah, that's a nice tour. And that's just the beginning of it. I'll, um, I'll give out some more next week as their tour progresses. Sweet. To wrap things up, final thoughts or something either of you would like to plug? Uh, who's going first? <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> Brian, go ahead. All right. Um, I have been taking a sabbatical from my podcast, but it should be coming back in the next week or two. So, yes, I keep promising, but, yes, there should be a new episode of Graphically Speaking uh, coming up soon. Groovy. And uh, you can check that out on Twitter at Graphic Speaking. Sweet. Mike? Uh, you can check my Facebook pages out. You can check me out at uh, facebook.com slash Volpe Fitness Training. When he says check him out, he means check <laughs> him oh, out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Hey, or now. you can look at my wrestling character and really check that one out because I'm in spandex, ladies. Facebook.com slash the monster Cenobite. <laughs> That's it. I'm good. Okay. <laughs> As I Charlie Sheened over your plug. You did. Yeah. Charlie Sheened over <laughs> Uh, to visit our site, go to thegeekgeneration.com. Please rate the show and write a review on iTunes. We really, really appreciate that. If you have any questions, comments, insults, or topics you'd like us to discuss on a future episode, send those to podcast at thegeekgeneration.com or at geekgeneration on Twitter or leave a voicemail at 508-316-9787. If you'd like to submit an article to the site or an audio, audio file to this show, Send those to guests at thegeekgeneration.com. And as always, the show theme is provided by Machine Supremacy. A link to their site can also be found on our site. We got some big stuff coming up next week with a lot more San Diego Comic-Con stuff. Cool. So we will see you guys next time. Later. Bye. Bye.